Hi guys, welcome back to the second episode of Co-op Week. So if you guys didn't watch the first episode, essentially Co-op Week is something Ikra and I thought about as a way to help anyone who's like applying or anyone in high school about what it's like to get your first internship. So for one week, every single day, we're going to be interviewing one person in our class about their co-op experience and how it's been going so far. So we're super excited to welcome our second guest, Parman, and if he can just introduce himself. Hi. Thank you, Esther, for a lot getting me on this platform. So my name is Parman. I'm, I just finished my first year in, inside, and now I'm on my co-op term at OpenText. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So we were just wondering if you could give us a little bit more background about kind of what company you're working for and more insight into your task and your role and like your key tasks. Yeah, so my my so the company I work for is OpenText, and it's based in Waterloo, Ontario. And the position I'm working for is a, as a full stack developer. So my key task will be like um doing right, right now. I'm starting to do front end development, so I'm I'll, I'll be using like Angular JS and just m- making like the UI for their platform. Um, so they have a core to, um core, and I'd have to make UI for the platform and soon I'll be doing the backend stuff. But it's a really great opportunity for me because I'm starting to learn like both sides of of, of full stack, which is pretty interesting. No, so, that's yeah. like really impressive because I know like considering like us being in first years and especially with COVID, <laughs> like um like full stack is like very impressive for you to get because it's like not easy like having to do both sides of things. So it's really interesting how you like are doing that. Do you want to like maybe tell us a little bit more about like how you got into full stack and maybe like your previous experiences and skills that kind of led you to get this call? Yeah. So my, I actually did not have any previous experience with full stack. I guess the only thing I did was build a personal website, but in there, I didn't actually do any backend. <laughs> so I don't have yeah. backend knowledge. And it was mostly like videos from YouTube, like building a, react project so i built an expense expense tracker right and that was just from youtube i just like followed followed with steps like the tutorial yeah and i wrote that on my resume and i feel like that was good so yeah so i did have a problem because they use angular js but i only knew react but then they're like okay it's not a problem cuz you could eventually transfer the knowledge over so i kind of got lucky with that of them being understandful so um the interviews were understandful with that and uh, i actually don't don't have any back end knowledge so they just hired me out of the air like <laughs> oh, it's it's pretty it's so it's weird how i land this role because i didn't expect it for myself either but uh, it's it's been going pretty good so far yeah oh my god I could relate to that I feel like so much about co-op is literally learning as you go and just like googling tutorials as you do it because I kind of similar I like signed up as like a front-end developer um where we usually like use react but then all of a sudden they were like oh like could you like do this back-end stuff and I was like oh my gosh so I quickly like googled so many tutorials so it's cool how like in your co-op you literally learn as you're doing it yeah, that's true. Cause most first years, like they want to be able to have like all these technologies down, like just master it since the start. But like that's almost not possible. Cause if you think about it, how are you gonna learn all this, all these things? Like 
like a project can only teach you so much but when you get into the company you can see like so many more cool the technologies they use like for instance i didn't even know what docker was which was oh, you like, know what that is. <laughs> yeah so and then it just out of the air they're like okay we use docker and then you got to set up your environment based on docker i'm like okay what is this docker thing and then yeah. it was just thrown at me i'm like um so i t- i actually took a week to set up my environment which is pretty slow but then i set up with this other comp student on um, in the at my comp in my team so we both worked on it together to do it so it's f- so you wouldn't feel that bad about yourself cuz everybody's on the same page you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's good yeah. no definitely um, we're all so just kind of like oh sorry anything else yeah no, i was just like asking like how many people are in your team or like what specific area do you work on yeah okay so we're actually working on a new product called um collection so it's like um so the team I'm working for is their core service so it's cloud services basically so to businesses they give access to these options like enter this pricing and um based on the pricing you do get access to certain certain features so we're coming out with a new feature called collections so I'm working on that team and where it's just like I feel like the tasks are mostly done but now during the bugs and things that come up so I just have to go there and fix um fix bugs and just make sure that the environment's perfect and like perform a test like a unit test and things to make sure it's it's doing really good so uh, customers don't have problems um like while I'm sharing a collection to their team pretty much so it's for enterprise use in a way hmm no that's pretty interesting so i was wondering if we could talk a little bit more about kind of like what your like usual like day in the life would look like as a cop student and i don't know if you are but i'm assuming you're doing remote work and how like that dynamic is with your company culture yeah okay so yeah that's a really good question cuz a day in my life is pretty much so i start my day at 10 i'm supposed to start at 10 and then um um so i get like a task every week i guess in a way and i try, i try to finish it as quickly as possible but it's not possible so then i eventually like talk with my teammates and then, like they're really good people cuz they would like from the start i started asking them questions so now it's just like even though we're like only like 2 weeks in or 3 weeks in they they're like willing to help me cuz they know how it is to be first year and not know anything mm-hmm. about the company and the and a big code base cuz you're just looking at thousands of lines and you don't understand yeah. a single thing yeah. so so we get on calls and he helps me out with the tasks if there's a problem and they're really good people fu- funny people you can like they just give great vibes so, yeah. yeah having like mentors or upper years on your team is so helpful because they like help you so much cuz at the beginning like when you're going to a company especially if it's your first internship you have like no idea what to expect you don't know how to like run a meeting you don't know how to do all these things so Upper years are like life savers, actually. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. Because, no, you know, I'm thing... not lucky. I have no upper years with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, no, sorry. What were you saying? Yeah, I was saying that when most people start, they're usually like scared to ask questions. I wasn't like that, so I just like straight up like so we use Teams, right? Mm-hmm. And then I just started asking so many questions. 
and then they just got started getting used to it you know so it's just like you in the start you'll probably be nervous to like text them and things like that but with remote you can just text them and i don't feel as a big difference i guess if i was in person i'll be getting a little bit more help but same i feel like it's the same thing it hasn't affected my work really that much Oh, that's good. That's good. Because I know remote work can be like difficult, especially to build, I guess, strong relationships with your coworkers and be able to get that same insight. I know when I was talking to some other people, like even my brother, a lot of people mentioned like, oh, yeah, like when you're in real life, you can just like walk to someone's desk or like, you know, just like wave at them. And it's just like this different dynamic. But it's good to hear that, like, even though it's remote, we're able to like kind of try to build the same networks and relationships. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about like your application process because I feel like everyone who's watching might be like applying right now or maybe in high school. Um, and it could seem like really scary, especially with like the whole Waterloo Works like thing. So um, could you just explain like your application process, um, what was on your resume, uh, like if you wrote cover letters, like interviews, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess let me start off with if I wrote cover letters. So I did write cover letters, but I feel like I didn't really care about my cover letters that much. So I just wrote it. Like usually people would edit it like a hundred times, like, or whatever, 10 times at least to go through it. They want the best cover letter. I just wrote it. And then it was like, yeah, I don't really care about this because I'm not going to spend my time on a cover letter. I'd rather spend my time on my resume. So on my resume, I, I had, so my main, so actually I had a, um, I had, I did a co-op in grade 11 at this com- computer store where I would just be like fixing computers and do, like solving some minor computer problems. So I, I had that. So if you guys could do like these courses in grade 11, I would definitely recommend it for the high school students that are listening. So that was really uh, good to get into like just starting off um, having good some experience with co-op. And then my most, my my biggest asset of my resume was my project sections. So I had four four projects. I, I had, uh, um, yeah, so I won a hackathon, which was a big asset to this, to my resume. So it was a hackathon inside and I eventually ended up winning that. So that was a that was my first um, project on there, and then I did a um, another project called a sorting visualizer over uh, quarantine. So it just it just basically you'll see this everywhere. I'm pretty sure everybody does this, and it just sorts basic arrays, and, and you just visualize it. And I did that in Java, so that was pretty good. And then I did this other actually this one is a this one is one of those. Um, things I did from like YouTube or something or like a book. So this one's like a, pl- um, not really mine, but kind of mine, you know, in a way. <laughs> yeah. So this was like a machine learning project. I did wow. this in the, in the middle of the application process because, so I started applying with like, I, I replaced that with a grade 11 project before, um, Python project. And it was really bad. So <laughs> It was really bad. I I barely got any interviews. Second round, so first round, I got an interview, and then mm-hmm. I added, I tweaked my resume a bit. Second round, I didn't get any interviews, and then in the in continuous round, I got five. Wow. So when when I didn't get any um interviews, that was when I realized that okay, something's wrong with my resume. 
my pro my python project seems pretty bad with this so i might just go on i found this book online and i just like they showed you step by step how to do a real estate price price prediction so it was this one was quite confusing to understand because they use like python and machine learning and all these prediction apps and whatever so that was confusing and then the i already told talked about this the react expense tracker which was also from youtube so i had two of mine and two of like youtube projects or book projects i would say no i get that like grinding the youtube and it's like trying to figure out this tutorial to like get something on your resume that's definitely very relatable that was definitely yeah. all first years <laughs> no literally just like putting every single hackathon on your resume just like fill up the page um but i'm just like wondering um did you like get any upper years or anyone else like edit your resume when you kept on revising it oh yeah 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 that's that's the one key thing i actually that helped me a lot so my first resume um i i i got my edit resume edited like about five times or six times so remember the t- so i got a um um edited by a mentor in fourth year someone in second year someone uh, and the one for the careers course we had like 101 where we had to do a mandatory there mm-hmm. and then I asked my cousin who's also inside he's in second year so he did it for me and then I asked a friend outside so I did like multiple times it's like yeah. to see everybody's opinion what they say about it mm-hmm. no that's and, definitely very important yeah like yeah, side? I know, like sorry oh, sorry, sorry. Go for it. I was just saying, like, I know Esther and I, we had ours edited like a gajillion times. Like, like we were like grinding, like we were asking all the people we can, getting all the help to like make sure our resume was like perfect before sending it out. <laughs> yeah, like, um, because we have in our in our program, we have these like mentors that we get at the beginning of the semester. And I remember in the first week, I like sent him my resume, and he sent it back, and the whole thing was just edits. <laughs> where he like took his ipad and like edited and wrote all these like red classes being like what does this mean like take this out like but it's so helpful because like my resume at the beginning of the year or like the beginning of the semester to like now is like so different so like anyone who's listening like get as much input as you can because it really helps in the long run oh yeah and like as like the more like mistakes they like point out the better like take them as like a learning thing because like I know it can like sometimes be like oh like my resume sh-. like people are just saying my resume is shit but like it's not like that you know like the pe- the more mistakes they can point out that means the better your resume is going to be to the employer so just like to keep that in mind mm-hmm. and like a lot of the times when you like well when you apply for a job you literally only hand in your resume so that's the only thing like the employer is going to see so it's super important to like make that really really good um but I'm just like wondering Carmen like how did you go about like applying to everything on Waterloo Works did you have like a system or did you just like apply like randomly okay so for this so I started off being so organized so I'm like okay every before I'm gonna like through the week do you know how you have like a week to apply so I would just be like okay so I'm gonna shortlist 50 jobs that I like then do it so first week I meant first round I meant to do that and then second round I just like gave up on that process because I just started seeing jobs posting and then if I like the job I'll just because I had my resume um this um in the package in Waterloo so I'll, that one 
I um that's a bad advice I'm giving you. Don't do that. Actually, shortlist <laughs> and be organized. <laughs> I didn't do that, mm-hmm. and then that's what caused me to um not get anything second round. And then um in continuous round, I went about actually not being the most organized, but just going for jobs. And if you think the round that you're in is bad, so we have um. like round one cycle two cycle two is always garbage so i don't actually apply it in that time and then i just use that same cycle jobs for the next round so yeah just like think about what jobs are actually worth applying to and are you going to be willing to do the shop if you don't like it then i would recommend not actually applying there mm, yeah that's a super good point um i think this is what all my mentors told me when i first applied um because like on Waterloo Works there's jobs that are like Facebook, Amazon, like all the super big companies and there's like a lot of startups. So I think when you're first applying, what I did was I like split it up so it's like 50 max, right? So I split it up like five basically impossible companies and then I did like 10 like hard ones and then I did like 20 like ones I could get. And I think I did like five ones that like for sure I was going like, to not for sure I was going to get an interview but like like I was pretty confident. So splitting it up like that like for me personally made it really helpful. Mhm. Yeah, no, I followed a similar system as well. I made this like big fat spreadsheet and I like color coded all the different jobs and like was keeping track that way. Honestly, for you guys listening, it's honestly the process that works best for you. You know, just like shortlisting or like creating a spreadsheet like Esther and I did, but just try to be more organized because if you were just like apply randomly, it's really easy to like lose track. and like like you realize oh shit like i'm already out of my 50 yeah that is that's so mm-hmm. true yeah. yeah so i'll tell you guys what not to do so i came <laughs> in with the mentality of like okay this is this is a waterloo culture pretty much everybody knows about calier bus right i tried to do that first round so i did like facebook bloomberg citadel everything i could cuz mm-hmm. i was told that these jobs won't come back so i'm like might as well just apply even though i'm not going to get it but yeah so i just went like all in like calier bus and then banks which really didn't work out but i managed to land like one interview which was pretty good it was it was at a toronto company that one's not a calier like us company so yeah don't come in with a, like i know you're probably wondering like oh my god um i see facebook here should i apply like what if i get a chance i mean if you feel like doing it then do it but it hasn't really worked out for anybody i'm pretty <laughs> sure answer or someone can relate to me but yeah but yeah. yeah like it's really important to like kind of be mindful of like your own skills i would say like of course like we want to like these big companies are quite attractive in the way they present themselves and like it's this whole attitude of like oh yeah like warlock students like go to cali as you mentioned but like being mindful of, like if this is if this is your first call right like you're like not the most experienced person out there So just like being careful of that but i was just wondering parman do you want to talk a little bit more about kind of like your interview process and like how that was like for you and if you have any tips for anyone listening on how to kind of ace an interview okay so to get an interview i guess on your resume it's better um to talk about what did you do and how did it impact the like what did you do to be impactful in the um to the world in a way right so that's 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 when i thought about doing that project of real estate price prediction so when i was doing this interview so after i put this interview i got a intermediate senior job as a data scientist so this job 
I, I got rejected from it. I didn't, I didn't even get ranked. But in the interview process, the person, like the interviewer, so we had a good conversation. He was the founder of the company. Um, so we just had a good conversation. And then at the end, he's like, okay, so, yo, you're not doing this interview process, right? Like, you don't know how to answer the questions, first of all. And then I'm like, yeah, okay. So tell me more about it. Like, how can I improve? And then he started, he started teaching me, like, how did you... So I, I wasn't able to explain how was I able to use the technologies to make an impact. So like, what did the technologies do? So like, for instance, like I use TensorFlow to retrieve data, um, data from from the server or whatever it is, right? Um, so I didn't mention that. I'm just like, oh, I use TensorFlow. Okay, like what about it? And I was stuttering during the interview too. I was scared because this, yeah. it's a, first of all, it's a senior position. And they're throwing you with questions that you don't know. So then he's like, okay, I'll t- like, it's important for you to build up your communication skills and like know what to talk about during your time. So he did destroy me in the interview, but he gave me like, some really good advice. Um, and then I was, and then I had two interviews after that. And then I used that advice to do good in those next two interviews. And that's when I eventually landed open text. And I had an interview with this other startup. This other startup was really good too. So there were there were people from Silicon Valley trying to do a startup in Waterloo. They were trying to bring this um, Silicon Valley culture into Waterloo, and they were doing something with um, bi- uh, medicine or bioinformatics with something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, that sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah. So like when I got to those interviews, so I knew like okay, so I'm messing up in describing a project. I'm messing up in how to portray myself. Um, to, um, to the interviewer and that's really important because I I'm pretty sure what tell me about yourself is probably the scariest question out there because you don't know what to say like especially because if you don't have experience what are you supposed to talk about <laughs> I guess just so he told me to talk about your hobbies and like what other people would feel interested in, in talking to you about and like possibly if you have projects talk about that in that section and it's just like being a good communicate um, good communicator is really important and I've learned from that interview. Like, if that interview didn't happen, I probably wouldn't have landed the next job. I'm pretty sure about that. Yo, that interviewer was so nice to, like, give you tips like that. Exactly. No, they really came in clutch. No, that's great. Because, like, honestly, I feel like this is, we're all in the same boat as, like, first years. Like, just, like, going into that first interview is, like, so nerve-wracking. And you're just, like, bro, like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't even think I'm qualified for this. Like, why am I here? Like, the whole thing. But I feel like as long as you, like, put on this, like, I guess, like, suit of, like, okay, like, being confident, but, like, not being, like, overly, I guess, conceited, but just, like, kind of, like, I feel like what helps me and, like, is just kind of carrying the conversation. Like, taking the interview is just, like, to get to know the other person and just, like, staying calm throughout the process. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Did you have any, like, technical interviews, like, technical portions? And if so, like, how did you prepare for them? So I didn't have any technical, like the most technical question I I got asked was, what's the difference between a hash map and an array? So for that, I actually didn't know what hash maps were. I had to go, I knew it was something (laughs) to do with uh, data structures and algorithms, which like we have that course in 1B now, right? So I I didn't know what that was. I, I just like, I was scared. I tried thinking it and it didn't really... I didn't actually answer the question. I, I told the interviewer, like, I haven't learned about hash maps. So, like, I don't know what you're going to expect from me. But I can tell you about arrays, but that's at most, you know. So, 
So hash maps mm-hmm. were a problem. So I feel like if you if you do have a technical portion, I would re- definitely recommend learning data structures and algorithms. That's a really good thing. And then you probably heard this from people around like all the mentors you've talked to and asked them, how do I prepare for technical interviews? Cracking the coding interview book. It's a green book. It's literally the best thing ever. And just do some leak code, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, leak code. Yeah, I had like, like one technical interview and um, I like was not prepared for it at all. Um, because I didn't think it was going to be a technical portion and I completely bombed it. It was so awkward. They would literally like open up this doc and code this like algorithm question. And I was like, uh, so definitely like ask if there's going to be a technical portion if they don't explicitly say it. Or if you know it's going to be for like a software role, just be prepared and do leak code like a few weeks before. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really important because that's what I'm starting to do now. So I'm just trying to like allocate one hour a day to leak code or like um, interview practice for second co-op. And that's really important. And I did have a I was going to have a interview port, um, like a technical interview. But before I could actually get to do the interview, I got accepted to open text. So on fr- um, so um, r- rankings come out on Friday, right? So on Thursday or Wednesday, I got an interview from TD Lab and they said, we're going to have a technical portion and we're going to be using like these technologies and like, this is what you need to know, like Firebase and whatnot for their thing. So then I'm like, okay, so I need to prepare for this interview. Like, um, but what if I get accepted to the companies in on Friday during ranking? So I, I started thinking about it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do it unless I know I got rejected from these companies for sure. So um, I got accepted to open text after, but I'm really sad that I couldn't do TD lab, but that would have been a good interview because they, ha- mm-hmm. they said explicitly on the thing that be ready for technical questions. Yeah, no, honestly, interviews, like even if you don't get it, like it's such a good practice for the next one. Like, as you mentioned earlier as well. And like what I did a lot was like have practice interviews. Like I would, for example, like ask my brother to like ask me a couple questions or like I just like look in the mirror or like record myself just like answering like basic questions that like are very general just to like get on the habit of like talking about myself and building up those communication skills which I think is also very useful yeah yeah uh, definitely talk yeah like reaching out to upper years a lot of them would be like super uh super helpful if you just ask for like a mock interview I think before one of my interviews I asked my mentor I'm like hey could we just do this mock interview and she actually like researched a little bit about the company I was interviewing for and then like asked me just a bunch of fake questions that she like found online so definitely reach out to upper years like if you're in high school you could like even reach out to us um like if and I will be like happy to like I don't know conduct a mock interview for you but it's just super (laughs) important to you to like use your resources but um so just like overall, like just for the application process, I know it's like a super lengthy, I guess, process. What are like just some like general advice or tips you can give to someone? Yeah, so in a general advice, I guess know how to manage your time. Like let's say you're in Waterloo to like um, do your studies, then okay, focus on your studies. But if you're in Waterloo for the co-op, which I'm pretty sure 95% of the people are, then all separate time for that as well. Like let's say you have applications due in, in like two days, then definitely s- spend time on the application process. 
and like know what you're doing and also reach out to upper ears like now um, you can reach out to us as like as esther mentioned um so it's important to reach out to mentors and just talk to them about their experiences and pretty much you'll definitely get something out of that conversation and mm-hmm. and practice for your interviews like let's say you're having technical portion if you can't do the lead code questions trust me you'll be just search up the answers and then you'll get the process it's just a pattern so i'm i'm actually struggling on lead code right now so I, and i and I asked people like, how, yo, how do I solve this? They're like, yo, just search it up. And then you could go about doing it. Like you're going to understand the pattern soon enough. And I did start picking up a pattern. So just, just be patient with the interview process. Like you're going to see your friends getting um, um, jobs in like first round or second round, but then don't get scared of that. Cause you're definitely going to get a job. There's, there's like thousands of companies on Waterloo where somebody would accept you. Just think about it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's some great advice that you give gave the people and I was um I was wondering if there's like just to like wrap it up like overall like in terms of how your co-op is going so far like what do you like really like about your co-op what are certain things that you would change and aren't really working well with you right now yeah so the really good thing about my co-op is so this just I think this recently started because the manager changed so the new manager and me started on the same day so he believes in having one-on-ones if you could have one, so one-on-ones is basically um, the managers um, allocates like 30 minutes to talk to their employees and just talk about like what's going on, like w- what's making you feel down or anything, like what's what's affecting you to like not do well in like in your task and like or what's doing or what's going well. And he'll just talk to you. And he believes that just having this 30 minutes conversation could bring out 20% of the best um, from the people. So if, if you could like get your people to work like 20% a lot, like better and like more effective then these 30 minutes are nothing because he has them like every week now. So it's really good that if you could do one-on-ones and I really like this, I was actually expecting like every company to do this, but he's like, not every companies do this. Like they plan to do this, but they don't end up doing it. So that really affects us. So and that that builds trust between you and your manager or you and your teammates. So it's really good to like just talk to them and like have time to like unlearn from them in a way. And the thing that I don't like about open text is that they they don't comment their code, which is really <laughs> annoying. So so this is like obviously for you like for the people that are programmers out there like you know like reading code is definitely hard in the first place even though when there's there are comments imagine reading a big company's code without comments which is really annoying i asked i even asked them like um why don't you guys comment your code and then they're like oh we don't need to comment our code like you can just understand this like you see this variable i know what this means and then what it's doing i'm like how do you know like that (laughs) it's so it's so weird you know so I guess, yeah, that's the one downside of my co-op is that they don't comment their code. So I'm lost most of the times. And then, and you sometimes you can search things up and there are some things that are like internal, which you cannot search up. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a bit like annoying to not know what's going on. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's my experience with open, open text so far. <laughs> No, yeah, I get that. I feel like we, um, as people who've, like, coded anything in the past, 
like it can be really intimidating so i mean it's a really small little thing but it can make a huge difference but yeah overall i'd say you gave some really really helpful advice for all of our high school students or even university students who are listening and thank you so much for coming on um and taking the time out of your day to film this podcast and help everyone else and i'm sure um if anybody else has any further questions specifically about open text or specifically about any of your experiences um maybe we can um, link to our Instagram bio or something in, in our like caption so they can like reach out to you. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I'll, um, my Instagram is parmin.patel. So if you want to reach out to me, then definitely come ask me questions because uh, I'll, I'll answer them. <laughs> yeah, but yes. um, Just thank you for like everyone who's listening and we really, really hope this helped. And thank you again, Parmin. And we'll see you guys next episode.